All right. Welcome to the final episode of Fast Women for 2022. Woohoo! Woo! Streamers, balloons, et cetera, et cetera. Ball Confetti. falling. Confetti. Yes. Yeah, not ball falling on cars. Like, I'm like New York Times ball. That's what I'm... Not New York Times. New, <laughs> New Year's ball. Wow, Eileen's already started celebrating. Apparently, she's had some champagne already. <laughs> I think the problem is I need some champagne. I think that's where yeah, we're right? at. I Last know, episode... <laughs> Last episode of 2022. I am Eileen. You're Nicole. I am. We, we, you are. And... I haven't seen you in a few weeks, though we were in the same place, but not at the same time. I know. We were like ships passing in the night or more likely airplanes passing in the sky, kind of. Airships. 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 I like that. It makes it sound like we're like a Jules Verne yes. like novel. <laughs> Airships passing the night. You went on an extravaganza, I will call it. Extravaganza journey. I did. So therefore, I was not able to attend the same uh, d- drive days that you were. So yeah, I went to, I, I did sail. Are you still sailing if there's no sails? Just cruising then, I guess, down the Danube. I feel like you, you went up s- the Danube, didn't you? Or up, technically up. Okay, yeah, fine. You who don't know New York Times versus Times Square. <laughs> yes, up the Danube. <laughs> <laughs> you went up the Danube. Well, I stayed home for a week. You did. I think that's what I did. That's, I, that sounds like what I did. Yeah. And um, you're like, I don't know. Um, I stayed home for a week, and I uh, and then I went to Las Vegas, and Viva it was Las Vegas. very woo, Las woo. Vegasy. Yeah, Vegas. There was not is always Vegasy. It was this time though. There was nobody screaming on the plane like there was hey, last time. I landed in Las a, Vegas. That's a yeah. Good thing. So so that was an above par experience. So <laughs> the bar is very low, but very the low. above bar experience was very good. We, when we landed, uh, it was funny for like two seconds, the pilot flight attendant, whatever played the Elvis, you know, Viva Las Vegas, like ah. just, just like for like three seconds on it. And I was like, am I literally here? Nope. They're playing that. I'm not losing my mind. And then it was gone. <laughs> I do just, enjoy when you land in Atlanta at night, you sometimes get a flight attendant who's like, come, well, not flight attendant, you sometimes get a flight crew that's coming home. And it's, and I fly Delta, so it's more often than not, like if yeah. I take the late flight in. And they do play Georgia on my mind as you land. And Aww. it's like dark and it's quiet because the whole plane's trying to like wake up from their sleep to go drive home. And it is just like the most soothing, calming thing. It's like my favorite thing that Delta does. And I don't well, think it's even a Delta thing. I think it's just like a pilot thing. But it's the Ray Charles version, version which I 10 out of 10 recommend. If you're yes. going to listen to Georgia on my mind. So it's just like, I, I look forward to that. When I have a late flight, that's one of the things I really look forward what to. What do I get? When I when I land in Boston, the only thing I get when it's a Boston crew, um, they feel the need to say wicked. This is your wicked awesome crew right out of Boston. We're your, we're your Boston crew. We're wicked awesome. I'm like, you guys all know that we don't say that every other word. So stop. <laughs> that's, that's all lovely. I get. I don't get. And I guess I'm trying to think of a Boston song. All I can think of is the one that says that dirty water. Do you know that one? I don't even know what the actual love that dirty water. Boston, you're my home. You're looking at me like you have no idea. I'm I gonna feel have to like Google my it. husband's going to yell at me and be like, you do know that song. I, and and, and gonna, because I don't know who sings it. But anyway, I don't know. I, isn't there's a there's another song, an Irish type of song that they always play. The Flogging Mollies. Is that who it is? The Flogging Mollies. I don't know if that's what it is. Shipping up to Boston. That's a song. It's not, it is not song. the flogging mollies. Now I that is a song. I swear to God, that is no, a band. Shipping off to Boston is a song, yes. but it's, it's not the... Wait a minute. Is it? I don't think... Wait, that's not right. Who's singing There that? is a band called no, Flogging Molly. Okay, the <laughs> Just so you're Boston, aware. I, I believe you, but the one you're thinking of is by the Dropkick Murphys. That's does I'm Shipping okay. Up to Boston. And Dirty Water is, is actually the name of the song that I'm thinking of, and it's by a band called The Standells. 
I have no idea who that is, but it's it's a it's a big Boston song. They don't play any of those songs when we land. They just say wicked a lot when they introduce themselves as the Boston crew. That's that's a pissa. I tell yeah. you what, that's oh, how I feel good about that. God. <laughs> I know I had to get it in, right? Nicely done. Okay. I mean, nicely done. <laughs> so let's talk about first where we both were, but we weren't together, which yes. was Las Vegas to drive the Kia EV6 GT. Which is different than just the EV6, significantly so. And it, we drove them in red and they had mm-hmm. some pretty like neon yellow, neon green-ish calipers, which is like your favorite thing on the planet. I love it when, ca- I just, I don't know why, when the calipers are a different color, like when there's something that stands out like silver, meh, whatever, but when they're like yellow or blue or red, they just automatically make a car look cool to me. You could do that on a Nissan Versa. Suddenly a Nissan Versa would be a cool car. <laughs> and if they're red, they automatically, the car automatically goes faster. Yes, it's just like, anything it's a, in it red. It doesn't matter, but if mm-hmm. it's red, it's if it's red Brembo calipers, then it goes faster. Yes, red that is calipers definitely make it go faster. It's This is a fact. Ask any engineer. They'll confirm. I do like how Porsche has the neon yellow similar color on some of their uh, plugins. And then mm-hmm. you get like the script that is also backed by the same color. That's that yes. neon yellow. Yes. And then you're like, oh, this kind of coordinates. Like that makes my heart happy. Yes. But it's, I like, you know, the color coordination is the same thing. I also really like cars that have when the seatbelts are something other than black. If yes. they're like red seatbelts. Sometimes I've seen them blue. They've been yellow. Like I like it when the seatbelts are a different color. I just yes. think that makes it, it gives you this like visual pop that you can't get from making every other element of the interior of a car different. You make the seatbelts a different color and suddenly it looks very special. I agree with that. So we went to go drive the EV6 GT, which is the performance version yes. of the EV6. EV6 is an electric car. It competes with the Ford Mustang Mach-E. Uh, most directly, I would say it's kind of its exact direct competitor. And yeah. the GT uh, competes with the GT Performance. Am I saying that right for the Mustang Mach-E? It's the highest grade uh, Mustang Mach-E that you can currently get. Yes. So it, it's 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 very super goy. That's super how I feel. Goey, I like. <laughs> I feel like. How was the so, car, guys? It was super goey. <laughs> it was super goey. So it does. I I can confirm it does go fast. Mm-hmm. It is quick, mm-hmm. but it also feels like like you can tell where the battery is. Right. You're like There's this a is a, this isn't weight. a nine eleven. Like you you're very you're like very clearly this is this is a I'm gonna say a cumbersome battery, but it's still yes. agile. The vehicle so itself I is still like, agile. Like, because that's the thing, an EV has a battery and batteries are not lightweight. They add a significant amount of weight to a vehicle. And so you do feel it. You don't have that super lightweighting situation that you can get in some vehicles. So you do feel the heft of the EV6 GT, but I, I felt like it was still really good. Like drive, Because we had a chance to take it on just a road drive through the Valley of Fire, which was beautiful. Then we took it to the Las Vegas Motor Speedway where we drove it on a track for a couple of lead follow laps that you could do. Or you could take it also and or however you wanted to do it onto the little drag strip there. And you could do run little times and compete with each other, which was super fun. So you got to do like regular everyday driving and the stuff that 0.00001% of people are going to do which is the track and the drag strip. So you got to do all of that. Um, And I thought it was good on the track. Like it's surprisingly good. The thing is, it's weird, especially the drag strip, which where it was stupidly fun. You're like, hmm. So you're not hearing some like souped up muscle car from one of the branches. It's not like a Dodge. It's not like, nope, I'm here in my Kia. (laughs) It's something kind of cool about that. It is. It's it's really quiet. And when you can hear nothing, like we were sitting inside a tent having lunch because it was like 45 degrees and a 
horrible wind when I was there. Same. Um, but it was, it was, you know, you heard the tr- people on the track and you just heard the squealing of tires. You heard nothing else. I was like, oh, there are people there. Like I was sitting in the tent thinking it is so quiet. I'm having this, you know, normal tone conversation with somebody. And if it was a regular track day with something Kids. that you and I normally drive on the track, like a Ford Mustang GT, like we would be here. You would have to have lunch upstairs in a quiet room. You yes. could not actually have a track side. Well, we so had- there is that. We also had, there's a military base there and they were doing maneuvers that day. Yes, so same here. We had, so how did he introduce, he's like, welcome to the Las Vegas Motor Speedway and Air Show. Like, is there like, they were doing all, so the, the loudest thing there was nothing that was on the ground. The loudest thing there was the planes that were buzzing through the sky the whole time. And, but as soon as they were gone, you're right, there's like, Silence because the cars are quiet, which is a surreal experience when you're at a track because normally being at a track is so loud. It's so loud, especially when you've got, you know, three or four cars out there at once doing laps. And then you've got, you know, a drag strip where people are accelerating like mad. The noise of it is like fantastic. There's something really cool about all that performancey noise, but also it's noisy here. It's just this quiet, really quiet situation, which is different. And it is a heck of a deal. Let's be honest, like it, it, when you're getting when you're getting into the car, there's a ton of performance. You're getting a lot for your money. The, what is the pricing on that? I know you have it pulled up. I do. It is uh, $61,400. This is for the GT. You can get into an EV6 for $48,500 with rear-wheel drive, but the GT starts at $61,400 and it has standard all-wheel drive. Yeah, that's not bad at all. And, and it, you not. need the all-wheel drive, especially with the, with the battery. Like, that's just the, because it is standard. It does give you that grip. Like, you can feel it sticking to the ground. And I felt like this stuck to the ground better than, say, the Mustang Mach-E. Like, I felt like it, it, it had more. Like, we took the Mustang Mach-E, and I, you were, I don't know if you were with me. I don't remember if you were with me. Um, when we did the drive on the California one just north of San Francisco. I know. I, I don't remember. I might have been during COVID, and I, I know. Yeah, I, I can't think, remember I think I drove by myself. It may have but been it's, yeah. there's a lot of tip in with it and a lot more body sway. And you don't have that. It's a nice, gentle rise up to power, a quick rise up to power, but a, quick, a gentle rise up to power. And you also have, I felt better handling in the EV6 GT. And so for those reasons and for the price, EV6 GT over Mustang Mach-E GT performance every day. Yeah. And I think I, I, yeah, I agree. And I also like that, you know, you have the little neon button there on the steel, steering wheel <coughs> that puts you, excuse me, into GT mode. That GT mode makes a difference. You can feel things sort of, you can feel that it changes the characteristics of the car, the steering, and it hunkers it down a little bit. When you're not in GT mode, when you're just driving in normal mode, it is a very laid back, chill car. Like I like it when a car can actually flip between, okay, you push this button and you get your more performance kind of aspect for it from it. Don't push this button and you're going to get a nice little daily driver that actually becomes a decent little daily driver. Like you could take this on a road trip and be perfectly comfortable in it. There's some performance cars you can't do that because they just get too harsh. The suspension, everything is too harsh. You don't want to go for 500 miles in it because at the end of 500 miles, you can't wait to get out of the car. This one, you could totally do that. I mean, you could do it in GT mode if you wanted, but if you're really looking for that comfort, it has it. It does. And I'm, and it's the same level of comfort on all the EV6s. 
even even the GT mode. It's sometimes, you know, you get like the really hard performance seats. I don't like the fact that this doesn't have electronic seats. That yeah. really genuinely bothers me. It's yeah, because um, it's it's an eight-way <laughs> power seat. I think on the rest of the lineup is standard. I think yeah. eight-way power. I might be making that up. I'm pretty sure. But it's not, and it's not even like I don't think, not even optional. Like you don't have power seats. Suck it up, buttercup. You gotta adjust it manually. I'm not entirely sure what the decision was on that. Did you ask why that was, Eileen? Did they I I more just expressed my disappointment. Okay. <laughs> just let them know. I was like, this I do not care for this. Um politely expressed my disappointment, as it were. Um but yeah, I just I just didn't feel like that that would to me like that was the thing where that I harped on as being the thing I don't like. And it's that a says a lot, thing. I think, for inside yeah. the Now there's other things like I'm not hugely keen on the way that the I used to like it and I don't think I like it anymore, but the way that uh mapping you change that with the climate controls. You've mm. got to keep hitting the button. I feel like it takes your eyes off this too too much of the road. Um, mm-hmm. But also, like, you and I are going to have a ton of time to fiddle around with that and really get yes, used to we it. Are. Because we're driving not the GT, but the EV6 across the country in a few yes. weeks. Excited about that. Um, so we'll get some more time in the car to really play with the adjustable seats and the comfort and the climate. And really, I mean, we're going to live in that thing. I mean, we're, we're not going to live in it. <laughs> we're going to we, can we, we're can do we everything besides what? shower in it. Can we say what we're doing? Are we allowed? We can say what we're doing officially, right? It's yeah, we can say what we're doing. I think, I think we might have mentioned it before. So, yeah, but go ahead. so we're so we're driving from Disneyland in California to Disney World in Florida, and we're doing this in the EV6. And the idea is to just drive it straight without stopping, except for charging and bathroom breaks and that's it to see how fast we can do it now not like cannonball run style we're not going out there and breaking the law and driving 120 miles an hour to to do this the idea is if you're driving it like a normal person and only stopping to charge how quickly can you do it because the guys from tfl car did it in a hyundai ionic 5 in 46 hours 46 minutes Right. Yes. And the Ionic five is the sister vehicle to the EV six. There's a lot of a lot that's the same, but there's a fair amount that's different. So we're going to try and break their record. I'm going to say it's a record because I mean, it's not like Guinness Book certified, but nobody else has done it. So I feel like like it's a record and we're going to try and break it. So so we're trying to maximize like, okay, what's the best strategy for where to charge and when to charge and how much to charge? Because that's a lot of the sort of the gamification of driving an electric vehicle. Like, how do you make it the most for the least time and so we're gonna we're gonna see what we can do about about this and it's gonna be towards the end of January that we're doing this drive so yeah we'll get a ton of time in the EV6 to see what we really really love or don't love about it right but it won't be the GT because the GT has less range yeah which is more powerful so that makes sense so Although, we're gonna drive go what ahead. was funny is Roman's like when I was talking to Roman about it at TFL he's like oh you should take the GT I'm like why is it because your range is less I'm like stop it you you're throwing me under the bus already no I'm not <laughs> listening to any more advice from you and it was obvious but I'm like oh yeah I almost listened to you for half a second <laughs> <laughs> no we have our car set up um we are going to pick it up in LA yeah. uh start an Anaheim is that where Disneyland is I've never been to any Disney property so this really? is this I have not my parents do in fact love me I'm going to put that out there, <laughs> but we were not a Disney family. We were a vacation house in Vermont family. Oh, we're, so we're a Disney family. So we've been to both. So yeah, in fact, when I get to Disney World, I'm going to stay there for a couple of days. So <laughs> see Eileen, I'm going to, I just drove the EV6 across the country. What are you going to do next? I'm going to Disney World. Yeah. Um, and so. I'm going home. I have like a 5.30 a.m. <laughs> flight. So we need to get there by 3.30 in the morning because I need to go home and sleep. We can, we can yes. definitely get you home by 3.30 or get you there by 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. yeah. My so option was to fun. stay at the Orlando airport longer and sleep. And I was like, oh no, get me out of the Orlando no, the, airport. I, yeah. I, I had to stay in the Orlando airport, whatever that is. Is it a Hilton? I can't remember what, whatever the hotel is that's right in the airport there that looks out into the terminal. Like you can see the disaster of like, how bad is TSA? Do I need to leave now or can I have five more minutes? <laughs> I don't think it's TSA. I think it's how bad are the people? Yeah, well, the answer to that is always yeah. horrible. Yeah. But so I stay there once when there's this huge, big, like congested mess with um, Delta and like all these flights got canceled and my flight was delayed by a day. So they put me up in the airport for a day and then I finally took a flight home. But that's the only time I've stayed in that airport. And even just staying there for like spending 24 hours, even in a hotel in the Orlando airport, do not recommend. Do not recommend. Well, I look forward to it. <laughs> in, the, in the few hours I have booked my hotel room for, I look forward to probably showering after 46 showering hours. Showering and I'm sleeping, be like, yeah. I would like to shower and sleep. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about your river cruise because I want to hear about the things you ate, the things you drank, where you laid your head, the towns you visited, et cetera, et cetera. And I know I've seen it on Instagram all along the way, but you and I actually haven't talked about it. Like we, we very lightly talked about it because I actually wanted to be a child of surprise on the show Ooh. and listen to it. I know, right? That sounds very exciting. But right. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, we are back. You're listening to the second segment of Fast Women. We are going to hear all about Nicole's adventure on the Danube. Going up the Danube, up, not, not on, down. on a river cruise, which is something I've never done. I want to do. And actually, we're talking about doing in the future. I know you've already booked it um, yeah. <laughs> on a future trip. Um, but yeah, I, I think it sounds exciting. So I want to hear about it. I want to hear your your unfiltered experience about the unfiltered boat, experience. about the trip, about that you went and explored Christmas markets. This is I like did. a specialty so, cruise. This, so here's the dealio. So my husband is an army brat and he lived for about six years in Germany when he was a kid. And he remembers all the Christmas markets from when he was a kid. And he's always wanted to show them to me. And I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool. Well, when he first told me about this, we were in our 20s. We were did not have the funds at all to go on a river cruise. Then we had the funds, but we had kids. And this isn't a kid thing. Now both the kids are in college. And I always said the first year they're both in college. I'm going, woohoo. First year they're both in college. <laughs> so we went. So so I've wanted to do this forever and a day. So I was really excited about it. All the little Christmas markets. I love stuff like that. Uh, just like poking around and looking at all this little stuff, seeing the different booths, seeing all that wandering. This is like, right. I mean, honestly, Elena that's right up our alley. We wander around cities all the time. This is wandering around cities and Christmas thrown in. So um, this was this was our plan. We'd originally planned on uh, spending an extra couple days in Budapest. And then um, one of my flights got canceled on Delta and didn't know it till the last minute. So it was like, yeah, so there's you don't have a connection from Amsterdam. So I could either have like a 26 minute connection in Charles de Gaulle. Which That's is just not going to happen. Which exactly. That's not, you're not going to make I'm that. Like, I was like, and my other option was a 14 hour layover in Amsterdam. 
Yes. So we went for the 14 hours in Amsterdam. So I got to visit Amsterdam for the first time. So we actually started off with that. We wandered around the city and I had, okay, I had also, I also the cheese, they're not kidding. The cheese in Amsterdam is really, really good. I came home with this block of cheese. You um, brought an also, entire block of cheese home? I bought an entire block of cheese. It was on a little, okay, it's super touristy, but so cute. The little block of cheese was attached to a little cutting board, and the top of the cutting board for your charcuterie looks like the houses that line the canals in Amsterdam. It's really cute. That is very Nicole, and I am here for it. It's so adorable. So so we had that, but then they also have something called bitterballen. Okay. Okay, it's kind of like, kind of, have you ever had chicken croquettes? Yes. Okay, but instead, it's kind of like a meat. Instead of chicken, it's like a seasoned meat thing. And it's sort of, they're smaller. They're like, kind of think like large meatballs. But it's sort of like bar food. Like you can just walk into a random bar and order bitterball. And this is good stuff, Eileen. You need to try this. I need to wander into a random bar and order bitterball. Yes. I can do that. That that sounds very much within my capabilities. Right? So you need to do this. So that was was our brief. We we had bitterball. I bought cheese. I wandered around the canals. Oh, I also had, um, I had some really, this giant crepe, this crepe thing that was really, really good. So we had a brief little moment in Amsterdam, which I loved so much. I want to go back. And the neat thing is, is like, that's always the first stop. Like, you know, when you have to change planes. So it's just the one stop. If we go back to Amsterdam, it's just one flight over and one flight back, which is kind of nice. Um, also here's your fun fact. Cause you're in Amsterdam's airport more often. There is a place called like, it's an Asian bistro there that is, okay. It's across from the place that's like a self-serve, um, just like cafeteria style thing that has part of the decor in this little cafeteria area. They have what look like giant cups, you know, the Delft, I think is how you said it, the white cups with the blue like design uh-huh. on them yeah, yeah, and yeah. giant tulips that are sort of like giant plastic things that are decor. Like you can't miss them. Like you don't even know okay. you're walking by a restaurant. You're like giant cups and tulips across from just this Asian place everything was closed for some reason when we got there and we were starving. So we're like, well, we're going to go have sushi and Asian food in an airport in Amsterdam and see how this goes. It's really good. So if you find yourself stuck there for more, for a decent layover, fabulous place to go have something to eat. There's also a good sushi place in the Detroit airport that we have colleagues that swear by. I think this is better. I think the Detroit airport one is okay. 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 I think this one in Amsterdam is phenomenal. Amsterdam Airport Sushi for the win. I know, which doesn't make any sense at all. I understand that. I hear all of you saying I'm crazy. Have you been there? You haven't. You don't know. It's really good. Uh, All right. I will trust your opinion. Okay, so you were in Amsterdam. You did your 14-hour layover, and then you did a late-night flight to Budapest. Is that how that ended? Yeah, we got into Budapest at about, it was almost midnight when we got in, um, but, you know, say la vie. Um, so we got in, we went to our hotel, which I'm going to mess up the name of it, but I believe it's called the Parisi Udavar Hotel Budapest. It's actually technically one of Hilton's like boutique hotels. It's beautiful. It's a gorgeous hotel. It was has been in movies over the years because we're part of the interior of the hotel, like the lobby at one point was open and you could walk through it sort of like from one street to the next. And the hotel was like in the building, sort of like on either side of it, like a Ooh. giant arch. Is this was, the hotel that you used for our spas article for the Newsweek magazine? Yes, it is. That was, those pictures were phenomenal. That is a gorgeous hotel. It's very like 1800s, but in yeah. like, like, it reminds me of like an 1800s rail station a bit, 
in the it way does. that you had the glass and just all the metal work, but it looked, it's so beautiful. It was an absolutely beautiful hotel. Like that you, you just kind of, there were people, there were tours coming by that were touring and going through the lobby, just to, like just talking about the decor and the architecture and when it was built and what it had been through and the iterations of, you know, it was this hotel, it was that hotel, it was a restaurant, it was abandoned, like all the t- things it has been over the years. And it is absolutely gorgeous. So we stayed there excuse me, for a couple of nights. And it's as, as sort of old school as the, and beautiful as the lobby is, the rooms are very modern. So it's a very modern hotel once you open your door. It's just, it's just the main oh. areas. Yeah, so the main areas have this very, you know, classic look to them, whereas the rooms are much more modern, much more typical European hotel sort of boutique So lovely hotel, fantastic bar at the hotel too, where we got... We sat down and we had some drinks and we had some fancy appetizers and the bartenders, when the, there's a certain way bartenders shake, it's not like they shake a glass. They do this like fancy thing when they shake the shaker. Like I wish I, you all could see the motion she's doing in the okay, camera right I'm now, as if I've accurate. never seen Tom Cruise <laughs> do a <laughs> cocktail. <laughs> I totally look just like him right now doing that. I totally have You it. do. Anyway, so there's <laughs> a really, it's. <laughs> say nothing Eileen I'm trying not to I'm trying not to so but it's so it's actually a, a lovely place to stay it's in a good location it's very easy to walk around the city and and see other things um you can walk to parliament you can walk all over the place on this half of the city um there's all sorts of great places and I got for the very first time something called chimney cake have you ever had Ooh. chimney cake I have not, but I have seen your, I'm going to say 400 posts about chimney cake on social media. Okay. It is worth 400 posts. It's amazing. It's good stuff. So they take, imagine you took like a spindle, like a, like a wooden spindle and you wrap dough around it, like loop, 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 like certain loops and you create like sort of like a cone and they cook it and it kind of cooks almost like it's, think of that little oven that it's in. It's sort of like these little things that look like little rotisseries and they just spin the little chimney cake around to cook it. And so it cooks on this. So it's literally hollow in the middle. And then when they take them off, it's like, there's a giant, it's a cone. So you have a hollow middle and then they roll it in different things. They roll it in cinnamon sugar. They roll it in chocolate. They roll it in coconut. They roll it in almonds. Eileen has her dog on the camera and I'm trying <laughs> so hard not to be distracted by her, her adorable dog who now has his nose on the microphone. He's like, I would like to join the podcast. Yes, um, and he can't hear you, which makes it even better. He has he's no adorable. idea what you're saying. He he's just like, oh, Nicole's on TV. What's going on? He's so funny. I'm like, oh my God, he's so cute. And I can't ignore him. So the chimney cake thing is delicious. They sell them all over the place. They have like shops, like we'd have like an ice cream shop or like a, a pastry shop in the US. They have places that literally just sell chimney cakes and coffee. But you can also get them at the Christmas markets, which was our reason for being there was the Christmas markets. And although the one I got at the store that we went was maybe like a six inch, like tall chimney cake, they had giant ones at the market that were like, they're like a foot and a half tall. Like 18 inch chimney cakes. They were huge. Like, I I swear to God, they were like this big, this like, that's impressive. And so like, you couldn't fit your hands around. If you did, you know, fingers, you thought you couldn't put your finger. It was huge. They were really good. And, they, and you can just eat them. You just peel off a little ring of it and you eat it. And I guess in the summer they sell them with ice cream. You can put ice cream inside of them. Oh, like I'm down for that. Cone. Right. Yeah, yeah but yeah. not when it's 28 degrees. I did not no, opt no, no. for the ice cream no. version. Um, I was like, <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so I, I found Budapest a surprisingly... I was just such an engaging city. We were there for about two and a half days, all told. Yeah. And I could go back there in a heartbeat. Like I would yeah. go back and spend some actual time. Like it seemed really like looking around. 
it seems like there's such a cultural intersection there between mm-hmm. the architecture, the food, the people. It, it just seems like such an interesting place. It's like Prague, like in that respect. Where you're yeah. just like, this is just a crossroads at this part of Europe. And they're kind of similar, similarly situated in terms of cultures merging around where they're located currently. Um, but it, is, it just seemed like a really fascinating city. And I, I, I saw your photos. And I was like, that's a place I would go in a heartbeat. It's so beautiful. And the Christmas market they have is one of the, is a fairly large one. It was fun. We got mulled wine. So when you buy the mulled wine, I mean, they give it to you in like a glass mug and each mug is different depending on the market. And you can turn the mug in and you get like, I don't know, like three euros back or something. We did not. I now have a small collection of little mugs. And when I got them all home and put them on my counter, my first thought was, wow, I drank a lot of wine because there's a lot of mugs there. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm you. so proud of you. <laughs> so all these different little made, mugs. I'm glad they all made it back in one piece. They That's did. the other they part made, of it. Yeah. And that was even with TSA rummaging through our stuff because I opened up my suitcase and like things fell out onto the bed. I'm like, oh gosh, because the zippers, the inner zippers were open. And I thought, uh-huh. oh, this doesn't bode well, but everything came back in one piece. Well, that's so good. I was, yeah, which was lucky. That's very so, good. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the cities you travel to outside of Budapest as you went mm-hmm. up the Danube. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then we'll close it out with a little Christmas themed little uh, uh, quiz for you that I have. Okay, it's a quiz. It's it's scorecard. All right, uh, we'll be right back. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, we are back. Nicole is telling us about her river cruise she went on. There was no driving involved in this entire affair, no, which I, I find to be fascinating. I know. There was a moment we were on a but I did see one of the the most, and I actually, if you look on my Twitter, the Nicole Wakeland, my Twitter, it's my, my picture, like my header, not the profile, but the headers right now. The streets are so narrow. We saw this giant trash truck getting in between Uh, like cars parked on either side of the road there couldn't have been a half an inch of room on either side and as a guy's driving this giant truck through his buddy's doing the like a little left a little right a little left and one of the cars that he's passing by has his tire cocked really at an angle you see the car move because he ever so slightly tapped the tire not the car so you see the little car go like it's like a ballet Oh my gosh. And he got through and we're all watching this. Of course, I see this as a car person. I'm like, no, he's never going to make it. The whole little group are with turns around. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Now everybody's watching him. He got through and we all cheered. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of when I was in uh, Sardinia with the Aston Martin and we just did like the little micro to get through and we didn't tap a tire though, but it was still like, that is so, even if you're just watching, it's so nerve wracking. Like you, you're like, I have grown gray hair for you, Mr. Garbage Truck Man. And like, and the truck and the garbage guy was totally like, I'm fine. I'm chill. This is just another day collecting trash, giant orange truck, tiny little streets in Europe. Um, So that was my only little driving moment was watching that. And I'm like, that is some mad skill on that, that uh, trash truck driver right there. Um, But most of the time we were on a boat, we started in Budapest, we went up all the way to Nuremberg. So we stopped in uh, Vienna. We stopped in Regensburg. We stopped in Salzburg. Um, and every single one of these cities has its own Christmas markets. And everyone is a little bit different. Like some of them do a little bit more on the food end of things. Some of them do a little bit more of the craft ends of things. Um, you'll Each one sort of has a character. Like if you're someone who does 
craft fairs ever, like in your, wherever you live, you know how you'll know that this craft fair at this hotel tends to be one way and the craft fair in the school gymnasium tends to be a different way. Um, I can see the sneeze. Wait, she's got those sneeze. Uh, just two today. Just okay. two. Um, but so the, each one has kind of its own flavor to it. So it's neat to see different ones. There's some stuff that's the same, but a lot of stuff that's different. So it's always fun to wander around and they're all beautifully done with all these like you know, greens on everything and lights. And it's really, really pretty. So it's a fun thing to see. Um, and we spent like, you get a good chunk of a day in each of those cities, uh, which is nice. We also went to in, there was a monastery. I just forgot the name of the town, but there's this, this huge monastery we go up to and I got liquor that monks made. I don't know if you, it's any good. Was it chartreuse? It's that's not chartreuse. Fa- that's my it favorite. It's an acquired taste, and I love the chartreuse. Although, that comes from France. I did see um, your drink. Your uh, What's the one you always like that has an the bitter drink? spritz? Yes. They had a warm version of that for the winter. No, thank I mean. you. No, thank I you. I did not try it. I almost tried it on your behalf, and I was like, mm, nope, I'm going to get another glass of mold wine and another free little mug or three euro mug that comes with it or whatever. I, uh, but, yeah, I, I am, a, I am a cold, bitter person, not a warm, bitter cold. person. That's you're how cold, I view my drinking you're habits. You're cold and bitter. Okay. <laughs> I'm cold and bitter rather than warm and bitter. That's exactly uh, how I am. Um, so this was, and it was a fun cruise. This one, the company that did it, um, it's called Ammo Waterways and they did a partnership with National Geographic. So we had a National Geographic photographer that was giving us tips about how to take pictures, not just your fancy expensive <gasps> camera, but even with your iPhone. Oh my gosh, this woman knows what she's doing. I mean, she did editorial stuff for Nat Geo. She's one of their photographers, but she has an amazing eye and I learned so much from her. We just see That's how much fantastic. better my pictures are going to get. I have all sorts of fancy tricks now. I know That's all the fantastic. tricks. I took yeah. a, uh, I was at a Rolls Royce program in Jackson mm-hmm. Hole for the launch of the Cullinan, and they had a partnership with National Geographic at the time. And mm-hmm. They brought a photographer in to show us some stuff, and it's yeah. just their insight is just amazing. And then the way these photographers actually like, cl- like this guy was a mountain climber, and he's like, "Oh, I climbed to the top of Everest to go get this photo," and I'm like, "But of course you did, right? Because you're with National Geographic, and that's what you do." She talks about how it's like she'll have these pictures. She did this great thing where she would show us like. This is the this is one of the pictures I rejected. And you're like, well, that picture looks okay. And she's like, this is the one that I went with. And you think, oh my gosh, that looks amazing. And she talks about what she did to get the amazing picture. But sometimes what she did to get the amazing picture was sit in that spot taking countless photos for like an hour to get just the right one with the right light and the right person and the wind blowing the leaves the right way. So there's a lot of time involved to get these. But she, she did show you a lot of tips to just... If you're not, don't plan to sit on the city square for an hour to get exactly the right shot. These are things you can do to sort of frame your shot to, to make it better. That was pretty neat. It was very neat to see that. Um, and we met some great people. We met some folks from Portugal. This is kind of funny. These really nice folks from Portugal, who I think we're actually doing a cruise at the same time as them next year. For some reason, my husband was unable to remember that Portugal was the country these people were from. So we're talking about, he's like, you know, the couple from Puerto Rico. I'm like, nope. He's like, yeah. He's like, it's the same. I'm like, nope, not the same. Puerto Very Rico, much Portugal. not the same. Right. <laughs> so then he thinks he's got, and he's like, you know, that couple, I'm like, what couple? The one from Peru. Nope. Still not the right place. Portugal. And then he started calling it Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Puerto you know, Portugal. 
Perugigal. I'm like, that's where we're going now. So we've met a lovely couple from Perugigal um, that was traveling all over. They 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 are from the U.S. and they live in Portugal, but they're you know trying to get their citizenship in the EU so that they can have a passport from there. It was this whole big fancy story, and they're like kind of living on the road, like they don't have a house in the U.S. anymore. This so they have to you know they're going to London for a few weeks. They'll come home to here for a few weeks and back to Portugal and. Yeah, it's kind of exciting. I kind of envy their crazy going everywhere, you know, lifestyle that they have going on. I, I need more options for a closet. I could never do that. You could never like, do that? I don't that. think I'm like super fancy, but like I, after two weeks, I need to change out clothing. Like I do not want to wear Like you are a champion packer. Like I, I give yeah. you, you, you pack about a third of what I pack and I don't heavy pack. I don't think I really no. do, especially when I consider a lot of what I pack is work stuff. But yeah. like you I can't do that. No, I am like, a super like, I go light for packer. a week, and I'm just like I, that. A week and a half is really pushing it for me to be comfortable without having extra stuff to change in and out of. But it's also why I'm never quite perfectly dressed for a program because I'm like the weather says it's going to be this. I shall pack for that and only that. If rain that happens, is true, you are often cold or wet, right? Because <laughs> so like, I don't happens. have I don't have the right gear because cold was not there when I packed this. I do mm-hmm. not have the right gear because wet wasn't on the agenda when I packed this. And it's like, well, I'm either buying new. I have a rather large number of things that like San Francisco, and it's a sweatshirt or a T-shirt that says you know Texas because I'm like, oh god, I packed wrong. So on occasion, I get weirdly branded super touristy shirts, but. 99% of the time it works out and I have very little luggage to deal with. You do often to wear when we are in hot desert climates, your winter boots, because you, <laughs> because when you leave home, it's cold and yes. snowy. And then we get <sighs> to like Southern California in the desert. You're like, it's hot here. I'm like, and you're wearing well, winter boots. Not, and I love not, you. You know, I love you. <laughs> but they're not, let's be clear. They're not like fuzzy, furry winter boots, but they're, no, they're like, like, they're boots. They're like they're hardcore like, winter boots. Yeah. They're not hardcore winter boots. I'm not that insane, but they are. Yeah. It's, it's like everyone else is like in sneakers. I'm like, I'm enjoying my little ankle boots. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> like my feet aren't burning from the sand. Yeah, I'm like, no, exactly. but you're also, you could feel the sweat running down your crack. So there's like one or the other and you never quite know. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's, it's that time of year. We're going to start going back to California, back to Cali. I've got, some, uh, Cal- I'm, where, where are we doing? We're going to Arizona and I'm going to Arizona in January. I'm going to Cali. Yes. Yeah. I think what else? We've got our Disneyland at Disney world. I don't think I have any cold weather stuff. I in, have, I'm going I, to Dallas in January. That's not, I have to, the only thing I have is on, um, January 11th, I fly to Detroit because we're announcing the North American car truck and utility of the year awards i get to read truck i'm gonna i don't know what it is till i open the envelope it's the moment i feel like i'm on the oscars except i'm not fabulously wealthy wearing a 50 million dollar gown in jewelry i'm just me and i get to pull it out of the envelope and say and the winner of truck of the year is and yeah and And i think we can all pretty much figure out what that's going to be which is a little anticlimactic but i'm excited for you I know. It's still fun to open the envelope. You're like, ooh, I got the envelope. It's really fancy. I know. It's like me and one guy at the accounting agency know. I'm like, ha for a moment, I'm the only one who knows. <laughs> That's going to be exciting. Yeah, January's going to be fun. It's going to be busy, but it's going to be fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so you, and then you also, so I'm, uh, not to circle back around, but to circle back around your river cruise, you spent time in Nuremberg, which is not like a traditional travel destination. No, I'm interested you know, here. What did you think of Nuremberg? Actually, it was really nice. And we spent an extra like day and a half there wandering around. Um, the Christmas market in that town is off the hook. It's the biggest one that we saw. It is absolutely huge. But if you're a history buff, this is an absolutely fascinating town. 
really fascinating because you go back to World War II when the war ended, the Allies bombed the daylights out of that town and um, there was significant damage and they showed, but you look at it and it doesn't look like a new town. It still looks very old. And they were talking about how much of what they rebuilt they wanted to keep the character of what it had looked like before the war. So they had rules about you can only build a home that's the same size as the home that was here before. And they have this sort of red tile roof that they use. They had to use those roofs and anything that could be salvaged. Like it would have been cheaper at times to just rip the rest of what was left standing down. If they could salvage what was standing, they salvaged it. They had this one really cool picture that our guide showed us where it had, you could see that all the surrounding homes have completely been leveled. And there's one house that has stayed up and you can see it's damaged, but it has, looks like it has four walls. That house is still there and they have built the other homes back up around it. And we walked by it and you would never know that the one building was actually the original building and all the other buildings had been built after World War II. Um, and they do the same thing with the big castle they have there. They still have the old medieval, I want to say, wall that encircles the original part of the city, and there's even a dry moat in front of it that's really cool. Um, you can see where damage was done to that and where they have put in new bricks and things to fix it. Like, it doesn't look stri strikingly different. You know, they try to make it blend. There's a lot of interesting history there. It's a really, it's a beautiful place to wander around. Wonderful people. Um, I ate a lot of um, wusts and schnitzels on this half of the trip that was in the German half, and it made me really happy. They have little tiny, teeny little sausages that are the big thing in Nuremberg. You get like six of them. Think like breakfast sausages, but with like substantial, like, you know, Italian sausage type flavor, like real flavor. It doesn't taste like a breakfast sausage. So I'm in all the food you've mentioned on this trip. I am 100%. The food in. was, the food was good. You have to like though, heavy food. There's like, like no avocado toast. Like, no, no. that's not an avocado toast kind of place. You've got wine, you've got, you know, fried foods. They have, oh, they have this one. It's like a fried dough with like sour cream on it and like shredded cheese. That's just amazing. And then they'll put salmon on it or chicken on it or all, all these heavy foods but man it's really good stuff and they and when have great you're coffee the everywhere christmas, when you're walking the christmas market you kind of walk some of that off so you feel slightly less guilty about it i'm I think. gonna go with that that i walked enough to walk off five thousand glasses of wine and all this heavy food but you have the souvenirs and that's what matters i do have all the souvenirs <laughs> lined up on my in my kitchen counter at the moment because i have no idea what i'm going to do with them all <laughs> Well, you have one one spare bedroom that won't be occupied, so you can just exactly. put them in there. I yeah. can just line them up. I can start stacking yeah. them along the wall, like I'm a college guy with like beer cans on the yes, <laughs> yes, or yeah, or steins. You put them, you know, on there top you of go. your your new go. kitchen cabinets. There you go. There, that'll work. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back. I have scorecard questions for Nicole, putting her on the spot, which is her favorite thing in the entire world. Oh, I love this part. Uh. All right, we'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
All right, welcome back. We are in our final segment of this episode, our final segment of 2022. We're here to do scorecard, and I'm going to ask Nicole some questions. She has no idea what I'm going to ask her, but I'm going to put her on the spot and make her uncomfortable in the nicest possible way. Are you ready, Nicole? Ah, I'm ready. Okay. Would you rather mm-hmm. Christmas in Europe, mm-hmm. Christmas in the U.S.? Negating your family could go with you either place. Okay, I have family with me either way. Yeah. Um, I think I would do Christmas in Europe because I liked the Christmas market vibe so much. I like the cold and the cozy and the, I, I think I would do a Christmas in Europe. Okay. I, 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 I mean, there's an abundance of mulled wine on every street corner, Eileen. <laughs> Was there any doubt? That is, I know a, I, there, that is a compelling reason. Now, can you, you can also import, I guess, the maple syrup. That's gonna be my caveat. Like I need maple syrup around Christmas time. Do they have, I feel like, do I get real maple syrup? I don't know if I had anything that had syrup on it to see if maybe is real maple syrup a thing in Europe? I, oh God, I have no idea. I don't idea. know because we were in, when we were in Spain and I had French toast, I had honey on it because they did not have, they had a honey syrup. They don't have a maple syrup. I don't know what the maple situation is. Are there I maple say, trees I don't know. in Europe? I don't know. Can somebody I'm not from a, Europe tell us that? I don't know. I'm I mean, have we have a Google. Yeah. I have a Google. Yeah. We have I'm a not Google. Googling. I'm not Googling. No. Somebody do that for us. Okay. Somebody Google that for us, please. (laughs) All right. Next question. Yes. You can pick two of these, but only two two to keep. Okay. You you can't eat any of the others the rest of your life. For the rest of my life, I'm having two of these I can have? Correct. Oh, gosh. Cheese from Amsterdam. Okay. Mulled wine. Mm -hmm. Frites and the dips. I know your husband liked the dips. good. Yeah, he did. I didn't mention those. Those are tasty. Crepes, chimney cake, or sausage and bread? Is sausage and bread one? Yes. Like it's the sausage in the bread, like okay. the, the, the hot dog style thing. Okay. Um, cheese is on my list. I can't, uh, I can't have any of the other things ever. I'm going to go with cheese and the sausage and the bread. Okay. Because I can still have wine. You just said I can have mulled wine. Correct. So okay. I'm okay on that one. So I'm going to go, I'm like, wait, is she taking wine away from me? No, just mold wine. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to you. No, I would never. I would never. Okay. Um, I know two of your favorite foods you can get in Germany. That is schnitzel and Wurst. Yes. Would you rather have schnitzel or Wurst? Uh, schnitzel. I love schnitzel. schnitzel. Because you can get, because I like when you squeeze a little bit of lemon on there, the little lemon squeezy bit mm-hmm. with the... And then sometimes if you get the, I'm going to say it wrong, or actually I hear it said a different way every time, spetzel or spetzela, little dumplingy kind of things, mm-hmm. little teeny, and they put different sauces on those, and those can get on the schnitzel. It's really good. Schnitzel. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> okay. Um, next one, we are going to look at movies, Christmas movies. And I just saw oh. Barstool Sports put this up, but I thought okay. it was more appropriate for us than possibly their audience. So I <laughs> figured we would ask. You can choose only three Christmas movies. Okay. I'm going to give you 12 to choose. Oh my God. From. Okay. I'm going to have okay. to write this down. Okay. Okay. A Christmas Story. Okay. Home Alone. Christmas Vacation. Elf. Bad Santa. Have you ever seen Bad Santa? I don't think I've ever seen Bad That's Santa. That's not up your alley. It's up my alley. Anyway. I don't think I've seen that. I don't know if you would enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Love Actually. Wait, is the bad Santa the one with the, uh, it's the Mila Kunis in it? No? Uh, uh, no, no, Lauren Graham is in it. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Okay. Uh, Die Hard, because it's a Christmas movie. 
Yeah, it is. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, starring Donald Trump and a couple of other people. It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. Jingle All the Way. That's an Arnold Schwarzenegger flick. That's all I know about it. It's clearly not in my wheelhouse. I'll show you. This is all they, they show. Oh, that's a I don't terrible. Know if I know that one. There you go. That's all it is. Is Arnold Schwarzenegger before he aged. Um, some movie called Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds in it. Okay. A mistletoe. I assume it's a naughty movie. Um, and The Santa Claus. That's the Tim Allen one, right? Correct. Fat Santa Claus. Yes. Fat Santa. Okay. And you get I to try, keep I get to three. Keep, I get and to then, keep three. You have, will you tell me which three you keep after this? I'm curious. I will. And, I'll ta- and, and if there's one not on the list, I'll give you one extra. Because I have one that's not on the list. That's my, like one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay. I'm going with A Christmas Story because it's always been one of my favorite movies. We had a neighbor who had um, really mean dogs. Um, he's long since no longer there. And I used to call him Mr. Bumpus because of the Bumpus hounds in A Christmas Story. I don't know what the neighbor's real name was. I referred to him as Mr. Bumpus. <laughs> and then my kids were like, you know, the neighbor next door, Mr. Bumpus. I'm like, you do realize it's not really his name, right? <laughs> it was like, so the Bumpus. I've so never Chris- seen that movie. I'm okay, sorry. I've never seen A Christmas Story. There's these dogs. Dogs and it's Mr. Bump. They're the Bumpus hounds. Okay. And they're, yeah, Bumpus. Uh, so Christmas story. I'm going to pick Die Hard because it's because everyone argues about whether that is a Christmas movie. And I feel like it is. And have you seen the calendar, the advent calendar with the guy falling from the top yes. of the tower? Yes. That's phenomenal. I, I That's like that. Sky Mall quality good stuff. Uh-huh. I want that mm-hmm. stupid advent calendar so bad. And then I have to pick one more. Mm. Um. I actually hate It's a Wonderful Life. I know. I'm probably going to go to hell for that or something. I, I agree with you. I, it is not among my favorite or even likable movies for me. I do not enjoy. I do not The message like is it. fine. I just don't care for it. Yeah. And I, I just like Cary like Grant it. a lot. I do too. But I don't like that. Everyone's like, oh, you want to watch A Wonderful Life? Nope. No, thank you. No. Um, gosh. I don't know between a Santa Claus and Elf. I've kind of become an Elf fan over the years. I guess I'm going to have to go Elf. I think only because I feel like it's all the time now. It's It's... Yeah. I've actually never seen Elf either. I only saw it for the first time a couple years ago. And then I'm like, this is kind of cute. And now it's sort of grown on me. Maybe like mold as the saying goes. But so Christmas Story, Elf and Die Hard. Okay. Are there any on there that you would add that are not on there? I'm trying to literally think of other Christmas movies and I'm drawing a blank. Like Rudolph. I was going to say the old school one, my favorite one. I don't know which one of the old stop motion movies it was. Like the original Um, classic Rudolph? The original classic. There's one that has Heat Miser and Snow Miser. I'm Mr. Heat Miser. I'm Mr. Sumbadumbadum. I don't I'm remember that part. Mr. I think Green I know. Christmas. I think I can see the characters in my head. 101. He has crazy hair that sticks yeah, up yeah, in the yeah. air. But I don't know so, which one that is. I don't know which one has Heat Miser and Snow Miser. Um, that was my, I, I live, it's not Christmas until I hear that song. And I'm like, everybody stop. It's the Heat Miser <laughs> song. We're going to sing. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So what would your favorites be? Okay. So my favorites are Home Alone. Okay. Uh, one of my all-time favorite movies is Christmas Vacation. I okay. love Christmas Vacation. Like, I will watch it anytime I'm on a plane and can't find a movie to watch. That's my go-to. That okay. and that and uh, The Italian Job and L.A. Oh. Confidential and Thomas Crown Affair, which I have a genre. Okay. I definitely have a you genre. You do? Okay. But, um, <laughs> but Christmas Vacation, my all-time favorite movies. Um, and I'm going to go with Bad Santa. Okay. Because um, there's nothing I've like a raunchy this. Christmas story. 
If you do, you will not want to watch it with your children. It will make you all uncomfortable. But you and your husband would enjoy it together. I'm Googling as you're talking. Okay, go ahead. I think you will enjoy it. I think you'll just be like, okay, this is kind of gross. Do you know there was a bad Santa and a bad Santa 2? Yes, I do. Okay. I was like, there's two of whatever it is. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen this. Well, now I'm going to have to watch this. Okay. Yeah. You should watch that before the kids come home for Christmas. Um, I will (laughs) say that the one movie that I absolutely love that is not on this list is Meet Me in St. Louis, which I kind of feel like is is a Christmas movie. Because at the end, yeah. And it's just like, oh, I don't know it, it, that. And I grew up watching that movie. So like, I know every word to it. And it's another one of those. I can watch it any time of the year. And there's like Halloween in there too, but it just makes me feel festive. When and I've never gone to a out? dance. 1944. Oh I just Googled. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Is it the original? Cause apparently I know if they done other ones. No, they haven't just that one. I guess. I'm talking Judy Garland. Yeah. Like yeah. the one where like she and grandpa go and dance around a Christmas tree with poinsettias on the ground. And I'm like, I could never pull off anything she has going on. Possibly the red dress if I was 30 pounds skinnier, but like I am here <laughs> for it. And grandpa with the fez just cracks me up every single time. It's been like, a long I, time since I've seen this. I so see, I'm going to put bad Santa and meet me in St. Louis. Um, on my list to watch now, Eileen. Well, there you go. All right, so we've got one more question for you for Scorecard. And this is going to be about your Christmas tree. You and I both celebrate Christmas. Yes. Um, we both decorate our trees. I've never seen your Christmas tree, and you've never seen mine. So I'm interested to hear about your Christmas tree. And I'll answer as well. So this isn't like a pressure cooker one. Um, but I have I, five five questions about your Christmas tree. Oh, my God. Five questions? This is more than the, ask, the extra questions I know, here, Eileen. I, I know. Okay. But you don't, but you don't need to take notes. That's the good okay. news. Okay, ready? Okay. Yep, I'm Are ready. Tinsel or no tinsel? No tinsel. Okay. Colored or white lights? Uh, what do we have anymore? I think we have white light. No, colored. I think we're on to colored lights. Colored lights. I had to think. We were a white light person for a long time, and I believe now we're colored lights. I'm panicking. I think it's colored lights. <laughs> if I receive a picture and you have colored lights, I'll be like, you lied to our audience. I'm pretty sure you it's colored lied. lights. Like, I'm ready to run into the living room and run back. Like, what the heck color are the lights? Okay. <laughs> okay. Garland, yes or no? Garland. Oh, I do not have garland on my tree. Okay. And then top of the tree, angel or star or something else? Um, Mine's an angel. It's a little angel that it's this I've had forever. It's a little Irish angel. So it's like a little sentimental thing because I'm Irish. It's the last little angel. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Yeah. And what type of ornaments do you have? Or do you have a category? Do, do you have like a specific color? Um, what, in what are case your you're why I'm like? looking down, I'm desperately trying to see the picture that I took a while ago of my tree to see what color my lights are because I'm panicking. <laughs> um, uh, did I lie? Wait. Oh, dang it. I think I lied. Wait, they're white. Okay, I'll give you a hint as to what my tree. Wait, will this play? Because I, Rust, my hubby, took a video. No, nope, you can't hear anything. You can't. Oh, no, you can't. Sorry. It's um, it's um, Star Trek. We have all sorts of nerdy ornaments on our tree, like millions of them. We so you have a nerd collect- tree. I have a nerd tree. We've been collecting, um, like all the Hallmark ships, not people. We're all about the spaceships, Star Wars, Star Trek. I think I got some Battlestar Galactica in there. I got a Firefly. And then there's also tradi- traditional stuff in there. But the one Russ currently has, it does have people. And it's one of those that like, 
you get two this year and two next year and two the other year. Like it's a series, but oh. they eventually all talk to each other. Like they talk little bits of the original series. And then there's one giant enterprise and it plays the music. You're supposed to be able to put it on your tree. I'm like, no, we have an angel. So it sits in our window because we have this giant bay window where our Christmas tree is. So if you look, you see the Christmas tree and the enterprise just sitting in front of the Christmas tree. And, and I feel like this perfectly <laughs> describes your household. And I mean that in a very sincere and passionate way. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, so I'll run through the list. I have no tinsel, no garland. I have white lights. That's my husband's requirement, but they are like the the like micro strand lights. So the it looks like we have tiny one. Yeah, so it looks like we have four thousand of them, but we yeah. just have one like big copper thing. Oh, that looks um, cool. We have no garland. I think I said that. We have a star on top of our tree. Oh. It is a capice glass star from anthropology because I'm that person. Oh. Um, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, it's one of those things I will have forever until they make me take it down. Um, yes. And then our ornaments, we have a travel tree. So it's places that my husband and I have been together, um, oh, not separately. Like, like we have no ornaments we've been apart. Um, okay. It's places we've been together, we did Christmas ornaments. So like if it's someplace classy and they've got like a nice gold ornament or yeah. like we've got some some that are like hand uh, handmade like ball ornaments. Yeah, yeah. That have like that are really, really pretty. Um, and then we have some that are super cheesy. Like when I would, we went to New Hampshire and we were stuck in the snow. We went snowmobiling. Um, we have like a like a, it's a bear on a snowmobile that says New Hampshire on it. So like Cute. there's like those two. <laughs> so yeah. So we've got um, we have a travel tree. So every year we add some. Um, this year was a disappointing year because I traveled so much that we didn't have time to go anywhere by ourselves. Aww. So yeah. So this year we were a little light, but every year we add something. And do um, you have? Even, do you have it, any car stuff on your tree? I suddenly realized we both do cars. Do you have any car um, stuff on your tree? My husband and I went to the, the Henry Ford Museum. Yes. So I have a Model T on the tree from the Henry Ford. Okay. Um, but I don't really have any car stuff. I do have a rubber chicken. Okay. Where did, where did the rubber <laughs> chicken ornament? How does a rubber chicken ornament even fit into the travel? Is there a rubber chicken museum somewhere that you went to? It's or? not the rubber chicken museum. It's actually the National Comedy Center. Oh my um, gosh. Which is I'm in Jamestown, right. New York. It's, it's honestly, you would love it. It's, it is the most underrated museum I've ever been to. It's actually really new. Um, I think it's only three years old, but, uh, it is, it is about an hour from where my dad lives. And so my husband and I oh. went there. I'm actually going to take my dad, I think, in January because he's never been. And nice. the best part is, like, you do the whole comedy thing. It's interactive. It's really cool. It's really well done. Um, but then you have, like, you have to be 18. You can go to the blue area. Where they, like you take an elevator to like the naughty Ooh. area and it's like very raunchy and it's a good time. <laughs> it, it's the bad Santa of museums. So um, I very much enjoy, I enjoyed that National Comedy Center. But yeah, we have, I'm trying to think we have, it's like our weirdest one is the rubber chicken. Um, it's not I a big rubber chicken. Like it's not a full size rubber chicken. It's very much like six inch rubber just chicken. Like six foot rubber chicken. <laughs> yeah, it's not a giant have, rubber chicken. I think everything in our tree is pretty normal. We have a ton, like I said, a ton of nerdy like ornaments and a lot of Disney ornaments. And of course I have kids. So there's a, a little share of little kid ornaments. The ones that I really liked that I have kept over the years I have little handprints and stuff on them because I'm still sentimental and like I have some of that kind of stuff. Um we have some but, like from where I grew up because my husband yeah. grew up in Atlanta where we live. So we don't ha like, yeah. we have Atlanta ones, but they're not like Atlanta, but we've got yeah. some like um, of the vineyards where I grew up and like the lighthouse, it's, like we're like yeah. on the lake. So we've got that sort of stuff where I'm always like, Oh, home. Oh, it's so much warmer here. Like I love, I love, <laughs> and actually this is actually interesting. So by the time this airs, I think it'll be Christmas will be almost here or over. Um, but we are very much in the zone of having a white Christmas this year in Atlanta. I heard that you guys are getting, it's going to be like four degrees. It's going to be amazing. So Do you know, I'm really hopeful. 
My weather is going to be warmer than yours. We're supposed to be getting in like the like mid thirties and rain is what we have for Ugh. Christmas. I know we're having a horrible brown Christmas, and you're going to have a beautiful white Christmas. It's going to be It'll brown be and muddy. I I'm looking forward to hopefully having a white Christmas. If not, I'll have a cold Christmas. Either way, I'll have a fire in the fireplace and my Christmas cookies and uh, all that jazz. And you'll be able I'm to excited. go nowhere because it's Atlanta. So once the first flake falls, they that's everyone freaks out. You say that I have a four wheel drive SUV and well, I know, I'll be just fine. <laughs> it's not you that I'm worried about. It's the everybody else like that. See, it's, such a, that's it's true. not you you got to worry about. So all the other guys are like, snow. Ah! That's true. That's, I will say this, like every time it snows in Atlanta, I am the one out driving, but I wait till everybody like the madness ends and then I go out because I know I can drive in it. And right. honestly, where I live, there's a lot of people from Michigan and oh, from like, so Pennsylvania, fine. New York. So like, we're okay. You're but like, actually, whatever. The other day it was like 55 and I left the house in our car and I'm like, what is that tink, 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 tink happening? They had salted my cul-de-sac and it was 55 degrees and raining outside. And I was like, what did they want to make sure the salt was like, a, <laughs> was there like a federal reserve they had to get rid of and like, like change we, it out? We like, why is there salt, salt on the ground? <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, it will still be good. Salt does not expire. But I was That's so weird. confused. I was, it took me like, I was driving on the street. I'm like, what? The? And then I looked, and it was like glistening and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not ice. I'm oh wearing a t-shirt. This <laughs> is definitely, <laughs> definitely ice. But on that note, we will close out 2022. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we're going to go celebrate Christmas, celebrate the new year, and be back yeah. with you in early 2023. We'll talk about EVs and uh, to race across the country. Yeah. Have fun, everyone. We'll see you then. Bye.